Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,251. I'm celebrating Women's History Month this March by having 21 inspiring automotive enthusiasts who are women here on the Cars Yeah podcast. These are the movers and shakers who work in the automotive industry. Just do it. Do the thing that you fear. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from beautiful Palm Desert, California, Jody DeVere. Jody, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Listen, if it's an off-road ride, you betcha. Here we go. Jody DeVere is an internationally recognized speaker, trainer, often quoted industry pundit, and spokesperson for the automotive industry on the women's market. She's been featured by the New York Times, NPR, Wall Street Journal, CNN, Fox Business, Forbes, Women, Oprah Magazine, and Parenting Magazine, to name just a few. As CEO of AskPatty.com, she provides automotive education to women consumers and an interactive online certified female-friendly certification training program for automotive retailers on how to attract, sell, retain, and market to women. Jody is a champion for women in the automotive industry, and her company serves as a first point of contact for women seeking the very best experience when purchasing a vehicle. So, Jody, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for automobiles and helping women? Well, I'm in my 19th year, so it's a really long story, but I will shorten it by saying that as a child, I grew up in an era where you belong to a car club. In fact, I grew up near Van Nuys, California, and they had a Chevy plant. And I grew up putting Van Nuys Boulevard on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday night. So the boyfriend that you selected, it, it was about the car, not the boy in my day. Very much American graffiti-ish, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about you as we move through your journey of life. But first, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on Cars. Yeah, so Jody, grab the wheel. You know, because I am a woman in a very male-dominated industry, I think that I love Eleanor Roosevelt's quote that do the thing that you fear. Just do it. Do the thing that you fear. That is my inspiration every day because it has been very challenging and very rewarding. But most women, the fear defeats them, but not I. You know, this is really important, I think, for everybody in life, but especially entrepreneurs, is to get out of your comfort zone. We were talking about that in our pre-show chat as I was sharing with Jody, my efforts on the new Cars Yeah TV show. Talk about getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, I always say, uh, you know, I have a face for podcasting, but now I get out in front of the camera and act like I know what I'm doing. And it's been great fun. But what's the most important thing for you when you think about this concept of facing your fears? Well, I think that the, here's a story. I did whitewater rafting for 11 years consecutively when my children were in their teen years, wow. mostly to keep them off drugs. And it did work. And one when I It was close to becoming a class five qualified guide. 
which is the hardest, one of the very experienced guys, I said, he, he said, are you afraid? And I said, well, of course I'm afraid. I'm running a, a class five rabbit for the first time. And he said, well, Jody, you know that biologically all of the chemicals that are released into your body that tell you you're fearful are also the same chemicals that are released in your body when you're excited. So just tell yourself you're just excited. And you know what? That is probably one of the most important things that's ever been said to me. You can convert how you interpret the way your body is responding to uh, stimulus. And of course, I ran that rapid successfully. It taught me a great lesson in how to manage your emotions when you're facing very difficult, critical circumstances. Wow. You know, I just got goosebumps here and it's because I'm thinking about my father. I lost him uh, about a year and a half ago. And I remember when I was a kid, we grew up in Southern California and I wanted to learn to surf. And the first time we got a surfboard and I was down to beach, I'd gone through my certification for lifeguard training. I was a good swimmer. I knew everything to do. And, but I was just scared. And I think, you know, I know my dad recognized that. And he, he said the same thing to me. He said, you know, fear is an acronym for false evidence assumed real. And I, <laughs> I looked at him and I was about nine or 10 years old. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, because the feeling you're feeling right now, which you think is fear, is really excitement. And he completely did a whole paradigm shift in my skull, right? Right. And I went, oh, well, then that's good, right? And he goes, yeah, it's exciting. Go out there and get it. Grab those waves. And <laughs> and you brought back that wonderful memory for me. I appreciate that. It's, it's really special to me. I love it. Well, it's a great way to go through life, and it's a really important way to go through life. Otherwise, you have a pretty boring life. And I think it's wonderful that you jumped into the water, <laughs> exactly is what you did, um, to help be a part of your kids' lives and stay active with them and focus them on something other than what might have gotten them into trouble. So kudos to you for being an awesome mom. They're very fortunate children. Let's go back in time and have you share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life and you knew you were going to be a car girl? Um, you know, I, I've always... Here's the deal. My father, who was an aerospace engineer, took a course in how to repair the family car, you know, do the oil changes and change the brakes because, you know, he liked to tinker out in the garage. And I am the youngest of four daughters. Oh, no my sons. goodness. Bless your father. <laughs> yes. Five women. Um, oh, wow. But and I was the daughter that wanted to hang out with dad in the garage and hold the flashlight. We were, to the day he died, and my father passed away five years ago at 90, we were, we were like best friends. And it revolved a lot around our, our, both our love of fixing things. And so I think that's when it started. I had a great appreciation. I loved the smell of the oil and it was all very, that was part of my growing up because you, you know, those experiences. And guess what? I married a guy in the automotive industry. <laughs> cool. The father of my children. He, uh, and his father had a tire service and repair business. And so again, uh, I was surrounded by that industry. The grandfather on that side of the family was also had a used car, uh, business selling used cars. And so I kind of grew up in it, and I think I really enjoyed it. And I was a bit of a tomboyette, if, if you know. 
And secretly, I could say this now because my father's passed away. I stole his car and learned how to drive when I was 14. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, because that, and I think that really indicates my love of cars and the freedom that it represented to me as a, as a young person growing up. Yeah. It was a Corvair, by the way. That was like those cars you drive at, you drove at Disneyland driving a Corvair. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just a little tiny car. I only drove it around the block, by the way. Well, you weren't you weren't <laughs> that terrible, but uh, you're not the first guest who's admitted to that uh, later in life. So uh, my mom's still around. I'm not going to admit to anything like that. So no, nope, never did anything like that. Not me. Absolutely not. I don't, I, I don't remember any of those nights. So Jody, what I want to do, oh, we got to move forward. Mom's listening. What I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you may have faced along the way. Being an entrepreneur as long as you have, no doubt, is fraught with ups and downs and challenges. You add into that the complexities of being a woman in a primarily dominant male industry, although that's changing, thank goodness. So I'd love for you to walk us through one of those experiences and tell us how, well, more importantly, what you learned, but how it helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career and your life. Well, I actually started my first business at 28 in the high-tech industry. That's where I started. In the high-tech industry, it is a bust-boom cycle, very cyclical. And as time passed, I did that for 30 years those cycle times became shorter and shorter. And so you learned, a skill I learned is to anticipate and sense a change in the market. So fast forward, when I launched Ask Patty, the beginnings really started in 2005. But if you recall in 2008, 9, 10, what happened? And I can honestly say that I started to sense things were changing and made some very important uh, decisions to cut back on overhead and realign my business that probably we wouldn't be having this conversation today. Ask Patty actually thrived through the downturn and how I thrived. In the beginning, we were only, our customer base was just uh, car dealers. And in 2009, early in 2009, I switched over to the aftermarket, which was doing much better because they were repairing all the cars that were not being sold and purchased. And I think that I had a sense that things were changing and and reacted quickly, which saved my business. And so I would say that that was a very critical time. And and this is about women's intuition somewhat is what I'm telling you. Mm So being a woman sometimes has an, an advantage because I listened to the signs. It's very hard to explain, but there were just some things that were going on right. in our industry that made me react quickly. So I'm very grateful that I had that sense. Yeah. You know, you touched on a really important thing here. And I learned years ago from a very smart businessman. He said, it's one thing to recognize that there are some problems coming. It's quite a different to act upon those and do something. And I think Being a man and being married to a very smart woman, many times I just tend to put my head down and keep plowing through, whereas my wife will stop, think things through. It takes her a little more time, but that's because she's analyzing. I get a little frustrated, like, come on, let's just make a decision. Let's just move forward. Uh, I want to think about this a little bit. And having run a company for 20 plus years and having many women in that company, I recognized that early on that the women tended to want to think things through and analyze more and did have a little bit more of that sense versus a bull in a china shop, which us guys tend to be sometimes. 
I'll just speak for myself. Maybe not all guys, but most guys I know are that way. So uh, yeah, I think that women's intuition came to play there. And more importantly, you did something about it. That's the key. Because a lot of times people don't and they wait till it's way too late. And then they're really in trouble. And what do you do then? So great story. And the smart lady, most obviously, that's why you're here on Cars. Yeah. So well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle and maybe share a memory or two about that ride. Oh, you know what? I could write a book about the number of vehicles that I have owned. I'm a bit I'm a bit of a fickle pickle. But the first car that I ever had that was my own was a 49 Packard. What? Really? With, with suicide doors, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. And it was the coolest vehicle. And, of course, back to the whole putting the boulevard. Oh, did it stand out? Yeah. And it had this enormous back seat. It was like it was almost like driving a limousine. The thing was ridiculous. Unfortunately, the rear end fell out, and so <laughs> and I couldn't afford to repair it. So, but that vehicle always stands out in my mind. That I felt like I was just so cool. Here's this young driver. I was like 16 at the time. It was like what am I? Because you can get your driver's license at 16. Yeah. Right. Right. And here I am driving this totally cool car. I, I don't think I drove it more than about six or eight months till it died. And, and and I cannot remember what I paid for it, but it may have been like $50 or ridiculously like that. That's a car that a vehicle that I wish I had today. Think of how valuable that vehicle would be as a class car. Good gravy. Well, you know, and those cars are one of those cars when you see them now, you think that would make a cool custom hot rod. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, chopped it down, shaved the doors, um, lower the thing, put a special suspension on it. I mean, whatever it might be there. Man, that was a big car for a young woman. Yeah. Well, I, I'm actually five nine, so I'm not exactly, okay. little, I, I'm a pretty big girl, but yeah, I love that car and, and in quick succession. Because every vehicle that I have ever owned has has had some special, you know, it's like a lifestyle thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Like how you see yourself. And for a lot of people, women included, it's sort of like an accessory of your life that that tells people something about you and what you love. Right now, I drive a Jeep Renegade fully loaded four by four because at uh, very late in life, I decided to get really involved in off-roading. I love this vehicle. In fact, his name, his name is Zach. And I have taken Zach on the Rebel Rally now three times. And I'll do that again. It's a all-woman off-road rally with a big twist, Mark. No GPS, no cell phone for seven days. It is all done with mapping tools like map and a compass and plotting tools. And you don't get the uh, road book or map until that morning. It's an extremely challenging 1600 mile journey from around Lake Tahoe, the backside of uh, the Eastern Sierra through Johnson Valley, and then down to Glamis on the sand dunes. And it is extraordinary. It's a, it's a navigation rally. Yes. You know, I've had Emily Miller, who founded that event, as a guest here on Cars, yeah. And I've also had probably eight different women who've participated. You probably know all of them. Um, Michelle Davis is one of them, but uh, a whole group of of women that participated. And when I first learned about that rally, thought, man, this is really interesting, very cool. And then I realized it's all women and then no navigation. And then there's a group of them that go over to Africa. That's right. Race. Have you raced over there yet? 
No, that's um, the Rally des Gazelles. Yes. And Emily and I have been uh, friends and very dear friends. Uh, uh, 18 of my 19 years, I've known Emily when she was still uh, racing herself in the Baja 1000 with Rod Hall. I think that what she developed is back to what I learned in, in the whitewater rafting. It's you throw these women into an environment that really tests their mettle in ter- terms of overcoming fear and anxiety and it also the communication that needs to be had between the navigator and driver under duress. Typically, they are in that vehicle uh, 10 or 11 hours a day. And so I love the whole scope and why Emily did it, which is really to give women an opportunity to have growth because how you are in one way is how you are in all ways. This is a famous saying of mine. If you develop internal muscles emotionally, professionally, it's going to, they're going to take those skills. And so those women that you interviewed, I have watched the trajectory of their careers take off after they have competed, whether they win or not. Sure. They feel like they can do anything after that. Yeah. Talk about getting out of your comfort zone and changing fear into excitement, as we mentioned earlier. Well, fantastic. That's really, really a cool story. Well, how about a vehicle that you've sold? Do you have a seller's remorse story? I bet you you've got one or two. Well, probably several, but uh, the one I owned in the uh, early 80s, I owned one of the first, and at that time, uh, a 280ZX nice. sports car uh, hatchback. And it was it, it had a V8. I love that vehicle. And at that time, it just was super cool vehicle to drive around in. It was extremely sexy and it was kind of new in the planet as far as, um, and here's the funny part about, I love that car. So then my sister bought one and then my mother. (laughs) (laughs) And the end of the story is that my mother, who is now nearly 94, drove that car for 25 years. Oh my gosh. And I sold it to a classic 280ZX collector about four years ago. And got and they paid like thirty five hundred dollars for it. By wow. the way, wow. it was in perfect condition, and so that I think that was an era for women driving sports cars. Yep. And uh, as we know, a lot of the uh, Japanese cars at that time fitted women's bodies better, were smaller yes. and better, and so I had a little remorse because I I have not owned because I'm a mom. You know, I had a lot of mom vehicles, right? I had a lot of vehicles that were good for family. And because I was doing a lot of outdoor adventure, I had a lot of bigger vehicles. That was, that's only the, the only sports car that I have ever owned of that class. It was really fun to drive. When I was a kid, I had a paper route and one of my customers was a single mom. She had lost her husband in the Vietnam War and she bought the first 240Z that came out. And I remember early in the morning, riding by her house and seeing this lime green. Of course, the sun's just coming up in Southern California. And I went, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I was detailing cars at the time. And she let me drive it up to my house and detail it for her. And I thought, this is really cool. But you're right. I mean, it's I'm not a big guy. I'm five foot eight. So I fit into pretty much any car. But being a little shorter, I fit into small cars really nicely. And even my mom, when the, the Mazda RX-7s came out, she bought one of those, much to my surprise, and loved that car. You know, it's just fit her perfectly. She's very petite. She's only about five foot one. So very cool. I love it. Very cool. Well, I would love for you to share more about your business, AskPatty.com, and your certified female-friendly uh, certification program, if you will. 
and let our listeners know more about what you're doing. What has you excited and fired up this year? So Ask Patty, we are uh, now in our 14th year. Yay! Yay! Congratulations! And I always joke around and say that uh, who knew when I started this business to solve a problem in the industry as it relates to providing women consumers with a really outstanding retail experience and also side-by-side bringing more women into our industry as professionals, that I could be in business another 30 years before we get at equity or parity uh, along these lines. So it's it's had a lot of legs. What we do at Ask Patty is provide training and certification for automotive retail locations like car dealers, tire dealers, independent service centers, collision centers, quick lubes, and all categories that fall into that automotive retail. We also help our clients advertise and market in ways that resonate better with women. We also provide consumer women with automotive advice, tips, and we they can ask questions 24 and 7. It is free advice, woman-to-woman advice. We found, and this is still true, that women listen to other women because they experience some of the same type of anxiety around uh, the automotive industry. And I would like to, in defense of our industry, say that women don't do a really good job educating themselves about automotive repair and tires a little better on car buying now, but not 14 years ago. An extension of what I'm excited about this at this time in my life is my second business, which I launched in partnership with Christy Roman about five years ago, which is the Women in Automotive LLC. It is a series of conferences for our industry to learn about all those things. And it has been very successful. In fact, we have our annual conference coming up in Orlando. We'll have about 425 attendees. Men and women are welcome. It is about women, not for women. And it covers a lot of these categories, selling, communicating, and marketing to women, strategies for automotive retail locations, um, personal development, developing more women leaders uh, in our industry, and generally helping our industry work towards gender uh, equity and parity. We also have a usually have some women from the motorsports industry with us that I believe Karen Salvaggio. Uh, and Lynn Kehoe, I was the sponsor of the 25 Hours of Thunder Hill Race Team, uh, This their, their uh, inaugural race, and also have a great relationship with several of those women who are race car drivers. So and I know I'm talking a little too long, but I, I want to say about women in motorsports that I have always had a passion for women in motorsports. Over all that my years in automotive, which is close to 20 years now, because I think that they represent all women in automotive because they are really plowing a field with visibility that many of us women do not have. And so I admire these women very much and have done that through sponsorships and mentoring because they're entrepreneurs themselves. Yes. I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I have a lot of, that I can share with women who are budding entrepreneurs and how to be successful in business. I love this. Uh, of course, Karen Savaggio, a mutual friend of ours, of course, you've known her a lot longer than I have. She launched uh, this month of Women on Cars, yeah. She was the first guest, and I'll end the month with Lynn St. James, who's a returning guest here on Cars, yeah. Uh, got to talk with her at the uh, Classic Auto Show down in Costa Mesa. 
a week or so ago. But, you know, this is fantastic, and I really love what you're doing. It brings to mind uh, way back when my wife and I were first married, the second new car that we bought for her, we went and looked at the new Acura Legend uh, when it came out. This would be the late 80s, 90s, maybe, 91, 92. And I remember the salesman was really kind of rude to my wife, and he wasn't paying any attention to her. This was going to be her car. And I kept saying, well, you need to tell her this because it's her car, not mine. And he he was just like blowing her off, you know, and you could tell she was getting more and more upset with it. And I finally just kind of said to the guy, I said, you know what? Talk to her. I'm going to go look at something out in the lot. She's making the decision. You need to be talking to her. Pay attention to her. She's signing the check. You know, she at the time, she was making more money than me uh, because she had a job as an engineer. And it's like the guy couldn't get it. It was just, it was frustrating me because he was frustrating my wife was really the bottom line. And uh, we ended up buying a new legend, not from him, but from another dealership just because of that. He just, he, he couldn't figure it. It's like, you mean a woman's going to make this decision? Now, this was a while ago, and I, I hope things have changed since then. I think they're getting better, but there's still some room for improvement, right? I think that there is still a class in the dealership world, in, in the automotive industry. This is my area of expertise. So I'll say it, it all depends on their belief how they internalize their belief system about women's roles in the world. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Well, you know, us guys, sometimes we need a a few thorns knocked off uh, just so that we understand a little bit better. But uh, I understand completely. And I think it's great what you're doing in in so many ways. Uh, That's why I love bringing this forward to listeners here on Cars Yet, especially for women, because I have a fair number of women who listen to the show as well. So very, very cool. Well, Jody, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors that make this all possible. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy on, easy off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah! podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah! is now on MAV-TV. 
I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Okay, Jody, we are back. We're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of the throttle answers. But before we delve into this, I do have a very introspective question for you. If Jody woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a vehicle parked in the garage, what kind of car would Jody be and why? Or maybe a Jeep or maybe a truck? It would probably be some sort of off-road vehicle. But if I had my dream, I would have one of those off-road motorhomes that you tow your vehicle and then you put your toys in the side and then you travel to parts unknown. Ah, I like it. Yeah. I think that I am have wanderlust badly. And <laughs> I can tell you when I get back from the Rebel Rally, it t- sometimes takes a couple of months to get all of my my mind and everything back into my body. I still want to be out there. And so I think that's really what I would be doing if I wasn't doing this. I like it. Well, (laughs) I have no surprises here from a lady who is a class five level rafter. I mean, my goodness, (laughs) you do like some adventure. That's for sure. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, actually, the best automotive advice I've ever received is that negotiate everything. Everything is negotiable. As a woman, we sometimes have a more difficult time with, we just want one price shopping, but that's not how the world works. You need to learn to have, to ask for more, ask for more, always ask for more because there's more there. Absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Well, I do have an established routine. I I think the most important thing that I do in my daily routine is that I take one hour every morning to not work, to actually have contemplative time and to center myself so that I can be of good use to others. Um, that is that is a prerequisite. And when I don't do it, I am not calm and thoughtful and full of wisdom like I am today. Uh, and so <laughs> seriously, I, yeah. I think that the world is moving at such a pace that we forget to take time to just quiet ourselves and center ourselves. And however you want to do that, I do that every day. And I fill my mind during that hour with things like food for thought that is going to help me because our industry is challenging fast-paced. Life is challenging and fast-paced. So uh, I think from an entrepreneurial point of view, if you want to make calm, never make a decision when you're upset. So learn to calm yourself. Yes. You know, a lot of people could take that wisdom if they're on Facebook before they type those ugly messages (laughs) they put out there. It's like, you know what, just stop and read what you just wrote. Would you say that to somebody to their face? Seriously? Really? Oh, well, some people might. But restraint but. of tongue and pen. That's the saying, the restraint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people are brave at a keyboard, aren't they? That's <laughs> for sure. Well, you know, you can act, but don't react. And, and, yes. and by the way, that hour in the morning, I'm talking about a personal discipline here. That that helps me not re- to act on things rather than react. And I think that um, as I have gotten more experience, and, and, and you know what? 
I encourage everyone to get outdoors more. The world has become such a, you know, you're sitting at computers or you're locked into your cubicle or you're, you know, locked into your place of business. Go outside more. It's good for you. It's good for your children. And I think that you, it, it's a balancing thing because work and business is holistic. How you are in one way is how you are in all ways. Again. Great advice. Great. I'm going to take some of that advice and get outside today. It's beautiful here today. It's a little cold, but that's okay. Uh, maybe I'll take my uh, neighbor's dog for a nice long walk today and contemplate life and think about Jody's wise words here. Nice, nice inspiration. How about a resource? Is there a resource that used to go to for you that you you find yourself at a lot? I also have served over the years on the on the board of the International Marketing to Women and Marketing to Moms Conference. Mm. There's also a, a website called She Knows. I think our industry is very myopic in the women's market. They need to go outside the four walls and see what the great brands that are doing well with women are doing and copy that instead of each other. It's m2w.biz and m2moms.com. And she knows these are great resources. You know, if you want to join the conversation with what's going on with what's happening with women and get it right with women, then you should be visiting those types of sites on a regular basis and take your cues there. Nice. Very nice. Great references. How about a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? If I could make that happen for you, who would it be? It would be Lorraine Schultz, who is just passed away this past year. Yeah. Lorraine Schultz, she founded the very first Women's Automotive Association, of which I was the president and the COO for many years. And I love her dearly and miss her. And she really is responsible for a lot of what you're seeing that women are doing to gather together and support each other, and including many of the women you have mentioned today. She is truly one of the legends uh, in automotive in terms of how to help women shine and be known and developing women into leaders. Absolutely. She leaves a great legacy and my condolences for the loss of your friend and colleague uh, and to all those folks that uh, lost her, but uh, her wisdom and advice will live on forever, undoubtedly. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners that you've really enjoyed reading? Yeah, I have a favorite author right now. Her name is Tanya Catan. She just released her new uh, book called Creative Trespassing. So we need to get out of the box, people, and think outside the lines. And this is her area of expertise. If you recall, it was Never Address, the campaign. You may not be familiar with it. It was a very famous campaign that went around where they changed the bathroom signs on the women to have a cape on. Okay, and, okay there you go. And... Uh, she has worked with a lot of major companies in developing innovative ways uh, to market and to advertise. And just think about life. I, she has been a speaker at the Women in Automotive Conference, not once, but twice. I'd love to have her back again. And I am recommending that book to our industry because I think we're going through a lot of changes in how vehicles are being manufactured and sold with all the new technologies. And so we, we need to get into the our industry definitely needs to evolve a little further and catch up with some other industries that are really innovating. Yes, absolutely. Great. Love the title, Creative Trespassing. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources on Jody's very own 
show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Jody Devere, D-E-V-E-R-E, and that page will pop right up. All right, Jody, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to be Santa Claus. I'm going to buy you any car in the world that you'd like to have. doesn't matter where it is or who owns it. I'm going to park it in your garage, but there's a few rules to this game. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars or toys with or that big motorhome with the place to hide your off-road vehicle in the side. Maybe that's the car you want. We'll see. Uh, you have to drive this. I want you to go out and have some fun, but I don't think that's a problem for you. No garage queens here at Cars, yeah. But it's the only cool collector car you can have in your garage, so you need to choose very wisely. Such an easy-to-answer question. Oh, okay. A 1957 Chevy, black and white, fully tricked out. In that car, when I was 17 years old, I received my first kiss on Van Nuys Boulevard. And when I go to the classic car shows, those are the cars that jump out and I want to take home with me. So 57 Chevy, four on the floor. Would that be a Bel Air? Yes. Okay. That's kind of, I thought that's what you're talking about. So 57 Chev. Yeah, baby. That's the way to go. First kissed. Oh my gosh, sharing some secrets here, but that's okay. Not a bad car to get a first kiss in. It's a nice memory. Way that's back probably when. what I would name it. First kiss. First kiss. There you go. I like it. I can see it on the <laughs> license plate. I will get to work on that for you, Jody. You have taken us on a wonderful ride today. I've got a big smile on my face. I think back to my first kiss. Oh yeah. Joy Kenyon, I believe was her name. Yep. I've enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you uh, offer us a little parting piece of wisdom and guidance, which I'm sure you can before you rip off into the sunset down Van Nuys Boulevard in that 57 Chev? I think in this business, you need to really just keep going. Put one foot in front of the other. Do not give up. Whatever challenges you're facing in life, it will change. Just keep going. Always keep going. Lovely. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and all the adventures in your life? You can find uh, Ask Patty on Facebook. Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, or you could just visit askpatty.com and find out more about what we're doing to help our industry do a better job with women. I love it. Listeners, again, you can find all these wonderful links. I encourage you to check out askpatty.com. Check out Jody and all the great things that she's doing for the industry, uh, for women and for men, educating us a lot more so that we act a little better, I guess I should say. Jody, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your many experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. Have a wonderful day. You do as well. I'm going to get outside today. That's That's my goal. Thank you, Jody. You take care of your cars. But who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. 
Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.